Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We have the pleasure of sitting down with tight end Mark Andrews, and we've got the big guests. We got the big <laughs> guests coming on. Three touchdowns in the past two games. You feel like you seem like you're in a zone. It is oh, kind of Arizona. <laughs> oh, just hit me. That just came to me. Yeah. How do you how do you feel right now? Uh, I feel good. You know, first off, uh, thank you for having me on the lounge. Of course. Um, I've seen, you know, I saw Rose and a couple of the other guys in the past, and you guys always do an incredible job. So it's good to be on a here. Loyal listener. Gosh, wow. you're buttering us up. This is supposed to be the other way around. No, no, I, I really do appreciate it. But I feel good, man. It's, um, I think, you know, these last couple of games and the last three games, um, I think it, just as a team, um, we've kind of, you know, flipped the script and are starting to become who we want to be. And that's a resilient, tough, um, efficient football team that, that that's able to win games no matter what. Yeah. Did it mean anything more to you going to Arizona? Like we all made a big deal of it and we were just chatting, walking up here, but like, was it any more significant playing back home? Um, you know, for me, uh, you know, the part I take pride in is being in front of my family and having all my family and friends there. I think that was really cool. It's probably the first time that's happened to me. And um, I have a lot of respect for for my roots and, and playing, you know, high school ball in Arizona. That's where it all started when I was in high school. So um, first time coming back and doing that. So um, it was just a pleasure to be out there and, and play and uh, and be in front of my family and, and, and get that win. Um, but at the same time, you know, Baltimore's home too. So I got to get to the bottom of this. So in, in Marlon Humphrey's IG Live after the game, which I'm sure you guys just love. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one likes it. <laughs> so uh, you looked good in the cowboy hat though. I will, give you, I will give you props for that. So, you know, when he was doing his little interview with you during that, he was like, you know, Arizona Cardinals didn't want to draft you. They said you were too slow, too soft. Did he just completely make that up or was there any truth to that? I don't know what goes through that kid's head <laughs> um you know maybe he knows something i don't know but yeah you know if uh he doesn't spoiler alert. i'm sure if they really wanted me they would have gone and get me but you know everything happens for a reason and um yeah marlon's uh if you would have saw you know how he was talking to coach harbaugh he was hitting him like every five seconds. So, uh, he's crazy uh, yeah he is crazy man but that's something i think he could be really good at here in the future if he just takes a little more serious <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is is it kind of wild for you you know they they showed on the broadcast like some old high school 
school photos. Obviously, you didn't see that, but mm-hmm. you know, you know, this tall, lanky kid playing wide receiver, you mm-hmm. know, back in high school, and now, like, look at you. You're one of the best tight ends in the NFL, right? Like, is there any moment when you're back home, kind of where you reflect upon, gosh, it's it's been an incredible journey, you know? It has been an incredible journey, you know, and it's not, it didn't just start with, you know, high school football. It started since a young age of playing sports and playing soccer and um, and with my family, you know, all the people that have helped me get to me to where I am today. Yeah. Um, and I'm extremely thankful for that. And, you know, I try to let them know, um, you know, just how thankful I am to, to come from an incredible support staff and um, have people behind me that, um, you know, fully support me and have my back. Um, you know, it's a, it's a blessing. So when you scored the touchdown, were you able to find him in the crowd? Did you give him the point? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did not. Right before the game started, I really didn't see him too much. Uh, you know, there's a couple of different things we were doing out there. And, um, but I saw them right before the game started, you know, and I saw them all standing up and um, gave them a little salute. And my dad saluted back and, you know, saw my mom and my brothers and my sister. Um, so yeah, that was good, good motivation for me. That's very cool. So on the touchdown you scored, I, I want to get your perspective on that play because in looking at it, it looked like that was kind of the street ball thing that you and Lamar have. It looked like you kind of broke off your route and pointed over and he delivered the ball on the money. Like take me through that, that route and what was going through your mind as that play unfolded. Yeah. Just running across the field and you know, the, the defense, um, you know, kind of tried to cheat a little bit and they, they started running, you know, way before I got to my spot. And, um, that's when you, you see Lamar, you know, kind of, you know, thinking back, back shoulder and, you know, you could kind of see me, you know, pointing back shoulder and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's something that just, you know, a lot of hours, a lot of ball and, um, just knowing how he plays and how he sees the game, which is incredible. Um, and I think all of the guys are able to do that in the field and that's why we're so dangerous, but, um, he made an incredible place, you, you know, him sticking his leg up, you know, getting stepped on and, um, being able to flick the ball, you know, 25 yards, you know, and then be able to get it there without the guys from the backside coming in and, um, hitting the ball out, um, uh, was so impressive, you know, just to see that back was really cool yeah like i didn't realize how impressive the throw was until i saw the replay like it it was that back angle where he's getting stepped on and he just throws it like a dart um like did you realize at the time how ridiculous the throw was um no i didn't i didn't (laughs) well at the time i was like throw it early you know but um you know he's just he's just so special in everything that he does and he's a he's a you know, epitome of, of what we're all trying to be and, and uh, what a Raven is because um, that guy's special. It looks like you're also really good at seeing where the throwing lane is. You know, like he had a blocker right in front of him mm-hmm. and it feels like that's part of your chemistry. Am I right? That like you're seeing, oh, his vision is blocked here. I need to get into a window. Well, the, I think the hardest part is being on his side and, you know, some of his arm angles and, and how he figures out, you know, how to get the ball out. Yeah. That's a tough thing to do. And I don't really understand how he does it, how he sees it. And, yeah. And it could be over top, could be a side. Um, you know, for me, it's just finding open lanes and, and trying to be as friendly as I can at, within the pocket of what he has to, to make his arm angles easier. Gotcha. But, um, he does a great job of that. So I'm curious about the kind of, um, you know, street ball to what Garrett said and, and how much freedom you have to kind of freelance in this offense, you know, Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have talked about that. And, and Kelsey seems like he can run whatever the heck route he wants to run <laughs> yeah. on any given play. You know, I know with Todd's offense, it's obviously different from Greg's. How much of leeway do you have and um, how key do you feel like that's been in, in kind of recent games when it feels like 
you've done a lot of that and it's really worked out well. Yeah, I think there's a time and place for everything. And I think every, you know, OC I've been around is, um, you know, you want to be as structured as possible, but you also want to be able to let your playmakers, you know, be playmakers. And yeah. um, that's something that, you know, I've, I've been able to flourish, you know, in and, and do is, is being able to, you know, somewhat freelance on routes, but um, at the same time, you, you got to be able to stay within the play. And, um, you know, I'm slowly but surely, and I think as the season goes um, on, I'm going to get better and better at, um, knowing the time and place to do it and, and how to do it. And, and within this offense, um, making it our own and making it my own. It's right. interesting. I'm curious what the process was like for you learning this offense, because I go back to this off season and training camp and you were kind of open about like, you know, it's going to be a new system. I got to find my role in it. And I was kind of like, is he just slow playing this thing? Like, yeah, I think the role is going to be pretty darn big, you know, like in seeing what the last few years have been like, but like, what has that process been like for you and finding your niche and how it all works together? Well, it's been something new, you know, it's, it kind of took me back to my, you know, rookie, my rookie year, my, uh, my second year type of deal where, um, you're just absorbing everything. You're trying to understand, um, you know, all the details of each play and, and how things are called, how things are operated. And, and, you know, it takes a while, you know, it takes mm-hmm. a while to really come into your own and, and be yourself. So, um, you know, I think it's been kind of refreshing and being in, in the same offense for five years, I really didn't have much new things, you know, coming in and, and that's not a knock or anything, but yeah. you know, I, now I have a whole is, new yeah. offense that I'm learning, trying to make my own and we're all trying to be, you know, cohesive unit and, and working to the same goal. So that's, that's been the fun part. And, um, yeah, I think even to this day, we're still growing, but we're finding ourselves. Mm-hmm. Do you, there was a lot of talk about Greg's offense was such a tight end friendly offense, but it seems like you obviously are doing quite well in Todd's offense. How is his different from Greg's in how it applies to tight ends? Um, that, that's a that's a great question, but it's also a tough question. Yeah, I think they both do a do a great job of using the tight ends and yeah. um, and scheming them up, and um, especially in the run game. Um, you know, I think Coach Monk and Coach Giro have you know similar philosophies in that in that way that um, we have a special quarterback, we have a special line, we have special running backs, and we have special tight ends. So um, that run game, we got to be able to get going. And um, you look at all our guys in the tight end room. You know, Pat. Um, you know, Charlie, Zay, you know, those guys are having big years. They're, they're, they're playing their butts off. They're attacking. They're, uh, they're, they're doing everything they're asked to do. So, um, when you have guys like that and you have a grid in line, um, there's going to be holes to run the ball. Now I know that, you know, we talk about this, this run you've been on in the stats and, and everything, but you always go back to the Super Bowl. that that's really the only thing that you're chasing mm-hmm. is a championship. Do you feel, has it been every year that you feel that fire kind of burning more and more and more as you get, you know, more into your career? How do you describe that feeling? Um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's something that's, it's incredibly important to me. And, um, you know, I'm at the point where I don't like to put too much, you know, stock or say too much about it just because, um, you know, actions speak louder than words and, and what's a bigger action than going out and doing it, you know, yeah. having a year where, um, you just put your head down, you work and, um, you know, good things come when that happens. So, um, I think everybody on the team has that mindset. I'm extremely excited about, um, where we're going and if we can just stay focused if we can just be ourselves and, uh, we have all the tools. This is a dangerous team, you know, from from defense to special teams to offense. Um, there's not many teams that have this type of talent and this type of guys that just you don't want to fight. So um, I'm blessed to be able to be able to. 
be a part of this organization and um i want to win one bad <laughs> yeah i mean someone else who does is lamar he's made that clear literally since the time he was drafted and uh, you guys have always had a special connection i've always kind of admired you know both on and off the field the, the connection the relationship that you guys have what do you think? Because I think he's playing better right now than he did in 2019 when he was a unanimous MVP. I mean, he he is just playing playing so well. He seems like his command of the offense has gone to a new level. Like he's making throws like we talked about, just these like wow type throws uh, this year. How well do you think he's playing? Right, well, I think you look at the difference between 2019 to now. It's just his um, maturity of the game. You know, his understanding of the game. You know, his his pocket. Um, just being a, a full full quarterback and that's saying uh, he was an MVP right. you know, yeah. it's pretty darn good then too yeah, right I mean just incredibly incredibly good then and but you know somewhat raw and just playing football and and now it's it's everything you know he's doing everything the right way and he's um you know commanding the guys he's 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 just the best, man. He, there's he's one of one. There's no one like him. When you're in a huddle and you know that you've got him at your at your side, like how does that affect the entire offense? Like, does it have a feeling of like we're always in a game when we got Lamar? Like he can always come up with a magic play at any moment. Like how does that impact the, the entire offensive group? Well, I think belief is a, is a huge thing in anything you do, and when you have you know the best of the best like Lamar, um, everybody's belief is sky high. You know, we don't think that um, anybody has the edge on us. So. Um, if you come in a game like that, you, you're confident and you and you believe in yourselves and um, you believe in Lamar. Uh, it's it's a good thing. Now I said, uh, you know, we weren't going to talk about numbers, but let's talk about numbers. So you're <laughs> so you're one touchdown away from tying Todd Heap's uh, franchise record for touchdown receptions. Does what does that mean to you? That record. Um, you know, it's cool. You know, I, you know, I think I'm, I'm close to, you know, the touchdowns and then yards is, you know, a little bit ways away. It's, it's close though, ish on the horizon though, on the horizon. Yeah, uh-huh, you're coming. Uh-huh. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to, you know, it's not many people that are able to play for, for one organization for, for this amount of time. And, um, I'm just trying to make the most of it. I'm trying to help this team win, you know, like we've talked about earlier. And, um, there's a lot of greats that have played here like Todd, uh, like Derek Mason. Um, those guys have, um, had, you know, hell of a careers and, um, to be able to achieve that type of milestone would be very cool. And, um, yeah, you know, those aren't the things that, um, you know, I really want, you know, with football, um, but they're very cool. So I'm thankful. Have you ever connected with Todd? Cause I know he's like, a, he's an Arizona guy too. Yeah. You know, I've definitely had my, uh, I've had a few, you know, conversations with him, you know, back and forth and, um, you know, just, just love the guy that he is and, and always respect what he has to say. You know, he's been through it and, um, he always gives, gives good advice. Right. Now, something that's, that stands out to me about you, Mark, is you're locked in all the time. Like, I always sometimes say that, especially on game days, like, there's certain guys that I don't want to step in the I don't want to get well, in your path, If okay? things don't go well, <laughs> you don't want to really... Mark's one of those guys where I hold out my recorder like this and I don't open my mouth. <laughs> but even on, like, even on game day, like, there's certain guys who I just, like, you know, you're locked in. Like, uh, I always say Marshall Yonda was that way. Like, I didn't want to be in Marshall's path when he was no, walking out to either. the field. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I did not want to be. And you're you're not to the Marshall level, but you're close in that yeah. regard. Okay, <laughs> and so like, but you you are locked in at all t- at all times. How does that like? Why? What? Why is that the way that you operate? I don't know. I think like you said, like the way that I operate. There's guys that you know are different in and how they approach football and, and and what they think. You know, for me, it's if this is a serious game. I, this means a lot to me. Um, being here, playing with these guys, playing for this organization in this city. Um, so I, I wear that and take pride in that. And I know how um, being able to represent, you know, 
the Ravens and, and the name on my back and um, and be able to have my brothers back. I take that very seriously. And not everybody does it that way. Some people are a little bit more loose, but um, I'm competitive. I'm fiery. Um, I want to win at all costs. And so, um, you know, when it becomes game day, really all game week um, <laughs> this time of year, um, you got to be focused. And, and those are the guys that I think that, that are the best are the focused mm. ones. I was going to say, it's not game, just game day. It's, <laughs> I feel like it's all season long. Like, do you put yourself, do you kind of flip a switch when it's like, all right, we're in in season mode now. <laughs> Let's go. You're not going to see me smile anymore. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm a little, definitely a little bit more uh, low key. I'm always, you know, somewhat, you know, stoic, you know, um, <laughs> even the off season, but you know, this is, this is, my, this is what I love to do. It's my life. And um, I'm trying to, try to do something that's remembered for years and, and without focus and dedication, you can't do that. Yeah. I'm curious, like some guys have talked about just like the whole flipping the switch thing. And like, you know, I, I, I always remember Steve Smith talking about like, I would have to go home and, and be dad, you know, or be a husband or whatever. And then kind of change. And, and I would have to turn that off and like talk about guys who played with incredible emotion, you know, on the field. What do you do to like turn it off when you get home? Like what does post game look like to you? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, ho- you know, hopefully, you know, I leave everything out in the field, you know, so there's nothing that I'm, you know, coming back with, but, um, I try to just rewind, you know, just kind of, get some downtime in and, and relax and, you know, maybe call a fam or, um, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll go back and play some video games with some of the O-linemen or, or something like that. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Other guys that are going through the same things that have been through the, you know, the same kind of war that you've been through and um, talk through it. And that's about it. Cool. What video game? What's your, what's your game of choice? Oh, well, the guys have been on Rocket League lately and I'm not too mm. good at that one, but uh, I'm more of a shooter game. like Call of Duty or Apex. Okay. Uh, okay. Nice. <laughs> and we saw last week, you know, the connection that you make with kids, right, is pretty special and you, and you made a, a special one. Can you talk about, about that and what that does even though you're locked in to season mode you know does that kind of break through and really touch you you know 100 percent. you know that's something that's since an early early age that's um it's been important to me to give back to the diabetes diabetes community yeah um uh, i've always had you know somewhat of a platform since high school you know being you know having a lot of scholarship offers and getting these you know news people you know, coming up to me so that's been important and i've tried to take that to each level and um to be able to to have the nfl platform and, and the ravens platform in the way that they um allow me to just be myself and, and show you know my story and try to you know help um, other families, other people that are going through things. And then you look at a guy like Isaac that was here, you know, the other week, the, the make a wish, yep. um, you know, just such a happy kid that's been through a lot. Um, and he's, and he's, and he's doing, and he's doing great. He's getting strong and, um, you know, just things like that really touch you because, um, I, I talk about all the time, life's not fair, but, um, if you can give back and, and you can give somebody hope and, and, and try to shed just a little bit of a light and happiness, um, that makes the world go around. That's awesome. Well, that's really inspirational. And before we let you go, I will let you know that Garrett was talking about this upcoming game against the Seahawks. And he said, you know, maybe Mark can tie the record. And I said, what? He's going to break Todd's <laughs> record this weekend. He's breaking the record. <laughs> so let's get it done. Sorry for selling short. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it, man. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there. All right, big thanks to Mark Andrews for stopping by the SeatGeek studio. Really enjoyed the conversation with Mark. I mean, this guy's one of the best in the business and uh, just enjoyed kind of learning about his insight and his process. Also, we want to give a shout out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the Baltimore Ravens. They've got a limited time offer running right now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use the promo code FLOCK. If you're a new customer, you can get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Again, the promo code is FLOCK, and that's only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You need to be over 21 and physically present in Maryland to play. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. So any other takeaways for you uh, after talking with Mark? No, I mean, you know, we did see him, op- did smile some, got yeah. some laughs out of him. I mean, he, like, he's, like, he's a friendly dude. He, I, yeah, I think that he's just, like, to our point, he's just very locked in. I yeah. mean, when he's in in-season mode, like, he he's serious about his business, and yeah. I thought it was cool to hear his insight on that. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting, too, because I've wondered, like, I, I've honestly wondered, like, does it take a toll on you? Like, you just, like, he's serious all the time, yeah. and you're just like, man, it would, it's like, you know. <laughs> Difficult to to imagine like being that locked in at all times. Yeah, and I thought it was his insight on that. I thought was um, good perspective. I mean, he cares, mm-hmm. and I think that's like I've I've always kind of felt like Mark is a guy who's sort of a coach's dream in a lot of ways. Like mm-hmm. this is a guy who it means a lot to him for sure. Um, and he is gonna he's gonna do all the right things yeah. on and off the field. He's gonna give you everything he's got, um, and like he's gonna play hard. And he's he is a He's a tone setter in a lot of ways. I so. mean, I think it's hard for him to even take practices off. You know, we it is, saw definitely. In, in training camp, he does not like sitting out at all. And that's part, I think, the coaches have to be like, Mark, get your body right. Let your body really get healthy and feel mm-hmm. strong and all that stuff. Like, it's okay, man. You know what you're doing. We got right. it. But, you know, as he was saying, too, he was learning a new offense. So there was some of that. And I think he wanted to be on the field and set the tone and be a leader by example and all that stuff. Um, but I also now think that he's healthy. Yeah. Right. And that hasn't always been the case, certainly down that second half of last season, even times earlier in this year. Well, you know, he, he missed was, the first game of the season with the quad. Exactly. So now he's healthy. And I think that's part of the reason why we're really seeing him start to take off. Yeah. I think he's going to continue to put, you know, put up some big numbers in the second half of the season. Yeah, for sure. So. Big game against the Seattle Seahawks. Where he's going to break that record, right? Where he's going to break that record, exactly. Five and two, the Seahawks are coming into M&T Bank Stadium. Uh, this is a big game. Huge. I mean, the Seahawks are coming off of a, a comeback win against the Browns. And they're they're just a good team, right? They clearly went out the trade deadla- deadline, got Leonard Williams. And they're saying, all right, we're making a, a play. Right, we're we're in it for this year, and this is a game I think for the Ravens. It's going to be kind of a a gut check, you know, at home against a good team again. Yeah, like I mean, the Lions kind of, you know, a good NFC te- NFC team. Yeah, totally. I mean, this is a challenging game. I think probably when the schedule comes out, you know, and you're doing the whole thing, you know, win loss, win loss, yeah. that whole game. I think a lot of Ravens fans probably be like, all right, you know, Seattle, that's we're gonna that's a win, mm-hmm. and like. I still feel good about the Ravens' chances, but this is a very difficult game. I mean, mm-hmm. the C- Seattle is, 
you know, they're competing for that. I think people kind of wrote them off in that NFC West conversation. It was just like, yeah, the 49ers are going to run away with that division. Mm-hmm. And here we are, you know, going into this game at Seattle's. We're obviously right there in the thick of that race. Right. So I think um, it's going to be a challenge. You know, they're, they're an interesting team. Like you, you go, they've got some dynamic wide receivers, mm-hmm. um, but like, they're middle of the road in overall rankings. Right. Yeah. They're 16th in offense. Yeah. 16th in defense. Yes. Yeah. Is middle. Smack, of the, smack dab. That's <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. And um, so it is kind of interesting. And, and you look at it and you're just like, oh, well, Kenneth Walker, you know, their running back is having a really good year. Well, they ranked 19th in rushing offense. Right. And they're a team that likes to run the ball. Um so it's it, it is kind of tough to place your put your finger on it. You know, Geno Smith was a comeback player of the year last year. He's off to another strong start. Um, they have the wide receivers like you're mentioning. You know, you have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and now the rookie first round pick, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. There's a little bit of a storyline there. I was just gonna say that. Yeah, you know, because they went with him and obviously the Ravens. That started the wide receiver run. Yep. And uh the Ravens got Zay Flowers. Happy. No, no shade to JSN, but I'm happy that we got Zay. Yeah, it, it was interesting because I think that those were the guys like going into that draft. I think most people viewed Jackson Smith and Jigba as, as the number one receiver. Yep. That he was going to be the first guy off the board. And he was, yep. but he went much later than I think people expected. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, it, you know, I think... You know, a lot of the mock drafts, like no one really had the Ravens taking him because most people thought he would be gone. And then it started to look like maybe he's there. Obviously, he went before the run stars. The Ravens get Zay Flowers. So I feel good about that. But um, Jackson Smith and Jigba has come on recently. Well, he scored the game winning touchdown against the Browns. Yeah, he's come on. He's had touchdowns the last two games. I don't think he had a touchdown prior to that. So he's heating up a little bit. Yep. And so that that trio of wide receivers is going to be the best that the Ravens, the Bengals. The Bengals certainly, mm-hmm. um, but I think that like this is this is up there. Yeah, I, I think that this and the Bengals. Yeah, I mean that Bengals probably stronger. Yeah, but if you go number three, if you're saying JSN versus Tyler Boyd, let's say right, you know it's, it's con- tough. It's a conversation. Yeah, it's a conversation for sure. So this might be the best wide. This is definitely the best wide receiver trio uh, that they've faced since the Bengals game yeah. in week two. So I think it is a good matchup for the Ravens cornerbacks. This is kind of, you know, we've all been talking about Brandon Stevens has been playing really well. Marlon Humphrey has been playing really well. And then you've had this third kind of cornerback rotation. It's been Arthur Millette primarily uh, in recent games. Rock Yassin and Ronald Darby didn't have a defensive snap last week. That might change this week mm-hmm. going against this wide receiver trio. So it's it's going to be a, a tough test for this Ravens defense. And one, as we all know, they're, they're not going to run from it. Well, I, I also think it's interesting because like DK Metcalf obviously is the big, you know, big he's, he's the big body wide receiver. And like that, I would think would be, I would just be curious how the Ravens handle that. Do they just play sides? That would be my expectation. I mean, Brandon Stevens is a big guy too, so it's not like you need to have Marlon who can pretty well match up against the big receiver. It's not like you need him to follow DK Metcalf. And also when you got a good trio, it's more likely that you just play your normal defense. But I think it is like that third cornerback spot, which is your favorite spot in football. You love talking about, <laughs> I love third talking about it. Like how do the Ravens handle that? Do they, do they have it just be Arthur Millette? Mm-hmm. Do they put, Ronald Darby out there? Do they do they slide Marlon into the slot at times? Yeah. Like how do they handle that rotation? Use, do they use Kyle Hamilton right. on DK Metcalf if, if there's an opportunity to match up in that way? Yeah. It'll be interesting how because he's such a unique wide receiver, the matchups there are so interesting. And and Lockett's such on the other side, shifty, smaller guy, really crafty. Veteran savvy, yeah. Marlon Humphrey, I think, has said previously that he's one of the toughest covers in the league. That yeah. he has a lot of respect for Tyler Lockett. Um, so they're, they're a dangerous team, even though you look at it on paper and you're like, 
All right, they're 16th in total offense. They're 19th in the rushing, 15th in passing. Like, what is it exactly? But they're 11th in points. So whatever is whatever it is, they're getting the, the job done. And they're five and two. And they're five and two. Exactly. Well, when you look at their defense, you know, Bobby Wagner's back there, one of the better inside linebackers in the game. Tariq Woolen, who I think was a defensive rookie of the year last year, uh, among the league leaders in interceptions. He just got his first pick last week against Cleveland. So you hope he doesn't start heating up mm-hmm. this year. Um, you know, they've 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 got a good defense too, and the Ravens' offense is coming off a game where they obviously, obviously, kind of it was uneven in Arizona, and well, I think they'll be looking to kind of have obviously a performance more similar to the the Lions game. Yeah, I mean Pete Carroll's defenses obviously are, are well documented. I mean yeah. they've had a lot of good defenses there since he's been the head coach, yeah. um, and so I think that like strong defensive play is a, f- a core fundamental belief of that yeah. team. Well, they're eighth against the run, twenty second yeah. against the pass. So is this more of a a pass heavy script, even though that's what the Ravens went into Arizona with, and then said, "All right, let's start running the ball more," you know, and, and did so successfully with Gus Edwards. Is this again more pass heavy? Um, it'll be interesting to see. Well, I always think it's interesting, like the old adage of the NFL's a copycat league. So the Arizona Cardinals have a little bit of success against the Ravens by clouding the picture in the defensive backfield by dropping a bunch of guys in coverage. Mm-hmm. But then the Ravens flipped it, and then they started running the ball downhill and had mm-hmm. a lot of success doing that. So do teams take a look at that first half approach and basically say, you know what, let's drop a bunch of guys into coverage mm-hmm. and try to make life difficult that way? Or do they just do their own thing and that was what the Arizona Cardinals did and teams aren't going to replicate that? I, I yeah. don't know. That yeah. will be something to watch. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that this offense, uh, you know, they're eager to prove, A, I think, you know, we, we're better than what we showed in Arizona. We're closer to what we were in, in Detroit or against Detroit, I should say. And B, the Ravens didn't make a move at the trade deadline, right? They they said we like our guys and they stayed pat. You know, that I think is for guys, you know, there's a lot of talk about running back. You know, for Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, it is a sign of faith that, you know, Keaton Mitchell even, mm-hmm. possibility that he gets back, that they believe in those guys and that they can kind of carry the load. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that, like, look, players look for motivation anywhere. And yeah. I think that when there's... Well, Gus said he did, when he was asked about the trade yeah. deadline, he was like, I don't know anything about that. So. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know how much motivation Gus specifically is taking for that. I don't yeah. Know. I, don't, I also never know how much, like, how much that's, uh, you're just saying one thing, but you're yeah. aware of it. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I think the guys will look for motivation anywhere. And if they're motivated by the talk of discussing trades and things like that, I think that can only help this team. Yeah. So I I, I like this offense. I mean, it is kind of, I do think it's a bit funny. Like, I know the offense didn't look great last week, but like, I mean, they they scored four touchdowns. Well, they've, right. Over the the past three weeks, the Ravens have averaged 31 points per game. We're like, oh, what's wrong with the offense again? And it's like, Gus Edwards like, wait, why are you saying the offense is a problem? I scored three touchdowns. What are you guys talking about over there? 31 points. Yeah. Now, two of those were set up by shorter fields, by interceptions, but that that happens across the league. You know, the Ravens aren't the only offense where you get the ball back at near midfield or beyond. Right. And then three weeks ago, we were talking about basically the issues in the red zone. You need to be able to punch it in, then they punch it in. Exactly. So, Anyway, like I think this offense actually is on the is, is very much on the right track. I agree. I, it's, I, a, it's all about trajectory, yeah. right? And I, I, I get, I, I certainly, and I think the results 
speak to this, that they're progressively getting better. Yeah. And that's what we all expected with Todd Munkin's offense. It was going to take time. It wasn't going to be an overnight, you know, sensation, right? Gangbusters week one. It takes time, you know, especially there's there's a lot of layers to his offense. And when you're empowering a quarterback, like we talked about with Lamar Jackson, and you're putting more on his plate and he's making more decisions and all that stuff, like that's new. It takes time for that to really kind of sink in. And I think Lamar, what we're seeing to to your point earlier is the command and what yeah. Mark was saying, right? His command of this offense is really growing and you're seeing the full maturation. And as we go along this season, I think you're just going to say, see more and more dividends. Yeah. I, I thought that I, I was interested to hear his perspective on that. Like I knew Mark was, he's a huge fan of Lamar and they're, they're you know, great teammates. And so I knew he was going to give a nice answer about Lamar, right. but he's I, always been a Lamar cheerleader. Yeah, for sure. But I, but like just hearing him talk about like how Lamar's command, that's what I see, like command and poise. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like Lamar at the line of scrimmage pre-snap. And then even as the play is unfolding, like he just has, seems to have a full mastery of everything that's happening in front of him. He's going yeah. through his reads. He's delivering the ball with accuracy. And it, I think that's, I just that's why I think he's taken his game to another level this year, and it sounds like Mark sees it the same way. Yeah, I totally agree. And Garrett, this is the start of a big three game homestand yes. at the bank. It's going to be really fun. It's kind of crazy how many games at the bank. Well, we're it's, have. it's three games in twelve days. Yeah, which the Ravens have never had that. That's the most home games in that short of a stretch in franchise history. Yep. So get comfortable coming down to Russell Street and hanging out at MT Bank Stadium. Get tickets if you haven't done so already. Yep. You can use our friends at SeatGeek. Get your pop- there you go. Use our friends nice. at SeatGeek. Well okay, done. or go to BaltimoreRavens.com slash tickets. So we expect to see you there and be loud. Um, yep. Yeah, there there hasn't been a stretch. It, it was 2019. The Packers had that same stretch three game three home games in 12 days. So yeah. uh, it's going to be a busy time at MT Bank Stadium. I can't wait. Um, but yeah, fans are going to be there. They're going to be loud. Going to be very fun. Well, get ready for the big <laughs> victory over the Seahawks. I almost said Seahawks win, but I keep getting big. It'll be big. All right. It'll be great. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with you next week. Getting ready to take on spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You ever get that feeling like the concrete jungles closing in? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to chase your own dinner, or just breathe clean air. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there waiting, and finding your piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, price, location. They've got it all. No matter what kind of wild dream you're chasing, land.com can help you find the ground to make it a reality. So quit dreaming. Head over to land.com, find your open space, and get out there.